Hello, everybody, and welcome to another force-feeling episode of Pop Cultish, the podcast that knows that when R2-D2 tells you that you got a... then you'd better... <laughs> I'm Tony Schaub here with you today, and it is officially Star Wars Day. That's right, my friends. It is December 17th. I guess uh, officially is the wrong word to use as uh, the quote-unquote official release date for the new movie Star Wars The Force Awakens is tomorrow, but of course everyone is doing the advanced screenings. All the theaters have them. Uh, 7 o'clock, I believe, is the official time that they're allowed to start the day before screenings. And uh, sure enough, we have tickets this evening to go check out The Force Awakens. Uh, we'll be joining our friends from PopCon, the Indianapolis uh, convention celebrating all things pop culture. PopCon is having a special showing at uh, their theater down in Franklin, Indiana, just south of Indianapolis. So we are excited to go down there, check that out with all of our PopCon friends and family, and uh, we're going to get the, our first full look at Star Wars The Force Awakens this evening. Now, it's kind of funny to talk about the quote-unquote midnight or the preview showings because they used to be midnight showings. The uh, movie studios were very, very explicit on certain release dates. Uh, so if a movie was getting released like Star Wars, on the 18th, then you could not have a showing before that day. Uh, so then theaters started to figure out, well, we could do a little bit of a, a work around there if we had midnight showings. We could show movies at uh, 12 o'clock, 12.01 a.m. is technically that same day. Uh, so they started doing that, and ticket sales were, were decent, uh, good enough to get the movie producing studios to say, you know what? It's not a bad idea. Midnight's a little late for a lot of people, though, so why don't we bump that time back and bump it back to a, a time the day before where people could still go. So then it turned into 10 o'clock and 9 o'clock, and now it's 7 p.m. So uh, eventually, I guess, the clock will just keep on ticking, and the day before the release date will become the release date, and before you know it, movies will be out weeks before they're supposed to be out. Maybe. I don't know. But uh, it sounds like, a, sounds like a fun idea regardless. Uh, now, of course... The Force Awakens is a, a pretty big to-do, directed by J.J. Uh, Abrams, uh, co-written by J.J. Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan, who uh, also wrote, uh, I believe, The Empire Strikes Back, episode, what is now known as Episode 5, uh, was originally the second part of the first Star Wars trilogy, and I believe he may have had a hand in Return of the Jedi, uh, writing that one, the third movie, which is now known as Episode 6. Uh, as well. I should have done my homework on Lawrence there, but uh, I know he, he is heavily involved in the Star Wars mythos for a long time, and he's been working with J.J. to create this film. Uh, they've done a great job of, of keeping a lot of the major plot points of the film very quiet, very, very low-key, so that uh, you know the goal, as it should be, is for fans to go to the theaters and get an excellent movie-going experience, to really enjoy the film, to not have it all spoiled by advanced, uh, you know, uh, leaks of the scripts and things like that. So uh, I know I myself am going into the showing tonight uh, very excited to to see this, uh, very, very, very uh, thrilled to kind of uh, get this experience, not only for myself, but with the fans around me. We're very excited to be in a theater to kind of feel that electricity of, you know, fans enjoying something, you know, all together. I'm sure there's going to be cheering and gasping and things like that. Uh, I love that feeling. I think that's a, that's a, that's a very cool community type of vibe. 
Now, I was born, uh, personally, I was born in 1978, which is uh, just a year shy of when the first Star Wars came out, so I don't believe that I had the opportunity to see any of the original three in the theaters during their theatrical run. Uh, if I did, I was definitely, uh, it was either um, The Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi, and I was what, like two, you know, four, four years old, um, doubt that I remembered any of it. Um, I don't know. I might have to ask my I have to ask my dad and my mom if uh, if they did take me to the to the shows back back in the day. That was be awfully awfully young to take a kid to to a movie theater, but maybe. But um, so I didn't really have a chance to to enjoy uh, the original cinematic run of the original three Star Wars films. And if you're listening to this, obviously, you're probably familiar with Star Wars to know that there are the original three films, and then there are the three films that came out in the late 90s, early 2000s that were uh, prequels, prequel movies. So uh, George Lucas, the creator of Star Wars, went back and changed his original three movies to be called Episodes 4, 5, and 6, so he could squeeze in Episodes 1, 2, and 3, which are the prequels. They told the story of... Uh, Darth Vader, his rise to power and his turn to the dark side, and of course some other uh, details about about the Star Wars universe. So The Force Awakens now takes place 30 years after the conclusion of Return of the Jedi, which is the final film in the first original trilogy. Uh, Return of the Jedi, now known as Episode 6. So Episode 7, The Force Awakens, takes place 30 years after that, which makes sense because in terms of chronological continuity, all of the actors, uh, your Harrison Ford, who played Han Solo, Carrie Fisher, who played Princess Leia, Mark Hamill, who played Luke Skywalker, they're all 30 years older. So uh, it makes sense to, to kind of keep things in line with that. So they can be utilized in the new film, and they are, along with a whole host of new people, new characters to meet, and uh, new adventures to have, obviously. So... Um, Definitely looking forward to the experience this evening. This will probably not be the last time that I see the movie in the theater, to be very honest with you. It's going to be a good one. Uh, the cool thing about this uh, uh, is that people are very excited for it. Star Wars is, uh, has always been a cultural phenomenon and it just grows year after year. And now with these new movies coming out, uh, people are, you know... At probably the height of the frenzy. The frenzy was was big, was very big, back when Episode One came out. Uh, that one came out in 1999, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, and that one I did get to see in the theater. Uh, actually, at the time, I was working as a producer on a morning show, one of those um, you know uh, edgy type morning shows uh, in Fort Wayne, Indiana, on uh, 96.3 WEJE. We had our fun little group, and you know they were the two co-hosts, JJ and Chad. Uh, you know, uh, what we did with the episode one showing is that we knew that we wanted to have a big to-do with it. And at that point, they were still doing the midnight showings. Midnight was as early as you could see that film. So we uh, had one of uh, one of the producers, Duke, uh, went to get in line for tickets like weeks weeks before the tickets went on sale maybe 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 just a week or two um, but sure enough we were going to have him stand there the entire time and he did for the most part he was a trooper i mean we we, we might have uh 
giving him a few breaks to go home and maybe shower or something like that. But uh, the listeners were very good to him. Someone uh, brought over a uh, used Lazy Boy, and they put it right there in the front of the line, so at least he could sit and recline and sleep and things like that. But uh, but by the time that uh, the ticket line had formed and the ticket sales were officially ready to begin, he, sure enough, was first in line, and uh, we managed to buy out the entire theater. So we had an entire theater dedicated to not only Star Wars fans, but to uh, our listeners and people who were kind of uh, a little more connected to us. So uh, I remember it was just um, the excitement was 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 palpable it was it was that it was may may 19th 1999 uh people were were very excited about this there, there was a whole new uh, you know chapter chapters coming from to the star wars universe and then we saw the phantom menace and i'm not one of the people who is a prequel hater uh, i don't think they were terrible uh, I think like any movie that continues to tell a story that's already been established, it's going to be a challenge for any subsequent tales to live up to the grandeur of the originals. And uh, let's be honest, the originals are, are fun and nostalgic and a lot of uh, uh, really, really cool to watch, but they are not perfect movies. Uh, you, know, you know, they were, they were not, you know, universally praised by the critics and things like that. I mean, you know, they were for their time just another kind of uh, you know space shoot 'em up type and that's uh that's kind of the way it went so um uh, but but it was it, it was fun to watch it was it was cool to be there um but it, you couldn't help shake the vibe coming out of the theater that it was just different it it, it, it wasn't quite what everyone had had expected um and then of course uh, looking back on on the prequels uh, as as things continue it's just uh, one of those things where that's that's what it is. People have kind of looked back on it with um, uh, almost an air of disdain, which I don't think is fair, but that's that's the way it goes, I guess. So my hope for the new movie, of course, uh, is that the hype that has surrounded it, which there's been a lot of hype, uh, that it continues on, that, that, that people see the movie, they enjoy the movie, and as we distance ourselves further from the release date and people get to dive into it a little more and, you know, really kind of dig deeper into what they're seeing, is that they're still excited by it, that it doesn't get that kind of uh, prequel, you know, backwash, if you will, uh, where where people get very, you know, fired up to to yell about it and, you know, to, to find something to be angry about. Um, certainly leading up to The Force Awakens here, we have been inundated with weeks and weeks and months, really, of uh, not so much footage from the movie itself. There's been a couple trailers, obviously, like, a, you know, like we said, they, they've done a good job of keeping the footage quiet, but there has been just a, a glut of... Uh, PR cross promotion. I mean, Star Wars is is on everything. I was in the grocery store the other day and saw BB-8 uh, oranges. You know, BB-8 is is a little robot. I saw uh, Star Wars. You know, branded on on apples and and diapers and just everything, everything. Which, when you think about it, sounds on its surface like it's like oh, the marketing team just went way crazy. But my guess is that a lot of these companies, um, the food companies and things like that, you know, uh, Target and restaurants and things like that, probably came to Disney and said, we want to be a part of this. Please let us work with you. And the PR company, Disney's PR machine, probably didn't have to pay a lot of money to do a lot of this stuff. Uh, a lot of this probably came to them, and they would be silly, obviously, to say no to it. So, so that's why we have just been destroyed with, with Star Wars everything, everything. So... 
Um, one of the other big things about the, there being a new Star Wars movie set 30 years after the originals is that um, after the original movies came out, um, George Lucas and uh, you know his, his uh, Lucasfilm empire allowed the story to continue past the movies via the magic of video games, novels, uh, graphic novels. There was, there's a whole, what, what they called an expanded universe. There's a whole universe out there telling the story about uh, uh, the children of Luke Skywalker and what happened to the Rebellion and the Empire after the events of Return of the Jedi and things like that. And so now that they've decided to make a new movie that is essentially going to tell tales from the same time period they didn't want this existing lore to get in the way of what they wanted to do in the film so sadly that entire extended universe has kind of been wiped out crossed off the map said that uh, it's it's no longer canon it essentially turned into glorified fan fiction uh, which is a bummer because there's a lot of cool stuff out there but um uh, it, it, you know obviously that had to be done to kind of pave the way for the for the, for the film for the force awakens to tell its story the way it wants to uh, that didn't mean that they didn't have any expanded stuff uh, in in terms of the Force Awakens story, there are a few books out that are relevant and have been approved by Disney and Abrams to tell side stories that are relevant and factual to what happens in the Force Awakens. Haven't had a chance to read any of the novels. There's been a few novels. Uh, one is called Aftermath. Uh, its full title is Aftermath. Star Wars, Journey to Star Wars, The Force Awakens, which is a lot. So we'll just call it Aftermath. But uh, uh, it was written by uh, uh, by an author named Chuck Wendig. Uh, I don't know him personally, but we are uh, connected uh, through a few writers groups. He was an independent author that was a, a Star Wars fan and, and somehow uh, you know grew his personal brand to the point where he got the gig to write the book. And like I said, I haven't read it yet. Uh, it's not getting great reviews. Uh, it's got about two and a half stars on Amazon right now. Um, the general consensus seems to be that 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 uh, Chuck Wendig writes in a very particular way of writing, a very new age style where you don't necessarily need full sentences and things like this. So um, that doesn't sit well with everyone. So, um, but again, as a disclaimer, I have not read it. Uh, there's another book uh, called Journey to Star Wars The Force Awakens, and, and this title is Lost Stars. Uh, this one is getting very good reviews, almost uh, uh, over four and a half stars with over 500 reviews on Amazon. Uh, this one, I believe, was was termed as a young adult novel, but everybody who reads it really says that this is not a YA novel. It's definitely um, uh, a lot of fun and engaging to read. Now, the biggest piece of The Force Awakens side story puzzle, if you will, that I have had a chance to get into is um, uh, another Star Wars journey to Star Wars, The Force Awakens. It's called Shattered Empire. It was a four-issue comic book miniseries, and it told the story about um, the parents of a major character from The Force Awakens, uh, Poe Dameron. Poe is a, a X-Wing fighter pilot, and Shattered Empire the Star Wars comic book miniseries, told the story of his parents, uh, his mom, Shara Bay, and his father, Kes Dameron. It told their story. Uh, Shara, his mother, was a fighter pilot who actually fought in the Battle of Endor, which is the 
big battle that was the climactic scene in Return of the Jedi, the final movie, episode six, the final movie of the original trilogy. She actually, uh, according to this comic book, fought in that fight, and uh, Poe's father, Kess, was on the ground as part of a uh, special strike force team that was with Han Solo. You did see Han Solo and his strike team in the movie doing their thing to uh, deactivate the Death Star's shield via uh, entering a ground base and deactivating the, uh, the shield manually. So that's how the story goes, is that uh, the two of them were obviously heavily involved in the Rebellion's defeat of the Empire at the Moon of Endor there. And the story follows the two of them as uh, they continue to work with the uh, Rebellion, now called the New Republic, uh, taking over, trying to continue to destroy the Empire. Because after the Death Star is destroyed, that's not just the end of it. The Empire doesn't shrug and say, okay, well, that's that's the end of us. It was a good time, but, uh, you know, we'll show ourselves out. They're still out there fighting. There's many Star Destroyers and bases and things like that going on that the now the New Republic has to try to eliminate so they can have what they've been fighting for, the galactic peace here. So it's a it's a pretty interesting little comic book story. Um, they do visit uh, some, some familiar places, and we do see some familiar faces. I don't want to spoil too much for everybody, but you'll see some familiar faces from the original trilogy. Uh, you'll see some locations and some information from the prequels. Uh, so it's all kind of wrapped in there. Uh, it's kind of cool to see how these people and how these places uh, still existed on on the side of the story of the original trilogy, if you will, but we still get kind of access to this, uh, and it all does lead up to the the fourth issue in the series ends in a very intriguing fashion. Uh, and, and again, I don't I, I don't want to spoil anything for those of you that haven't seen the film, um, but um, th there is a major character from the original trilogy that also features in The Force Awakens. And he is with Poe's parents. And again, I'm trying to think of how to say it without spoiling it for anybody. Um, I guess, let's just say, I'll be interested to see if what I'm seeing in the comic books comes into play at all in The Force Awakens. And I guess, obviously, when we see the movie tonight, we'll be able to really dig in and take a, take a close look and see if that may be the case or not i don't know we'll find out so <laughs> but um those are the major players in the um the, the the journey to the force awakens if you will i believe there's been a few other kind of kind of hits here and there and there's a there's there's a few more things that'll be coming out after the movie as they continue to build this new uh portion of the universe, the the extended universe, if you will, um, because obviously there are bigger plans for Star Wars in the future. There's not just uh, episode 7 today and then 8 and 9 in the coming years. There are going to be some spin-off movies. There's a, a movie called uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron that's going to follow the story of the X-Wing Squadron that destroyed the Death Star, and it's going to tell about uh, a, a little bit of their backstory as well. There's going to be a Han Solo uh Solo movie, for lack of a better term, uh, focused specifically on Han Solo. There's going to be a solo movie for uh, Boba Fett, the infamous bounty hunter. And uh, there's been talks of uh, Star Wars TV series. 
uh, which, of course, speaking of which sidebar, there is an existing Star Wars TV series out right now. It's called Star Wars Rebels, and it's actually very entertaining. It uh, it helps bridge the gap between the events of Episode 3, which is the end of the prequels, and Episode 4, which is the beginning of the original trilogy. So likely what's going on in Star Wars Rebels isn't going to probably directly connect to anything in The Force Awakens, but it is considered part of the bigger official Star Wars canon. So um, it's kind of cool to see that uh, Star Wars is finally kind of getting out there, and obviously this is all thanks to Disney uh, doing their thing and um, being Disney the way that they do. So uh, very interested to hear, of course, not only my thoughts and everybody else around me's thoughts on the movie but i'd be interested to hear your thoughts as well so if you're listening to this uh, episode we'd love for you to swing by the facebook page it's over at facebook.com slash pop cultish and just leave us a quick little message uh, on what you thought on the uh, on the uh, star wars the force awakens what you liked what you didn't like you can also uh, shoot it over to us via twitter Uh, you can find us on twitter our handle there is at B B E pop cultish, not just pop cultish. It's B pop cultish, and you can hashtag the Force Awakens if you want. Uh, you can send that over to us. We'd uh, be very interested in, in in hearing all thoughts, all comments, whatever you think about uh, the film, your experience. Maybe you have some uh, some previous experience with seeing the films in theaters. Maybe you got to saw to uh, to see rather the trilogy, the original trilogy in theaters. You got to saw the prequels. Uh, we, we'd like to hear from you. We'd like to hear all about it. So, so come find us, let us know what's going on. And, um, we'll definitely talk some more about star Wars in the future. I would certainly imagine. So uh, in the meantime, of course, have a great evening. Enjoy the movie. If you're going to see it this weekend or whenever you get around to seeing it. And until next time, uh, this is Tony reminding you to be passionate, be proud, be pop cultish.